Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? It's going good. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. It does. Yeah, the Skype uh, the Skype song sounded different. Huh. It sounded a little mellower. Is it because it did like a different arrangement? No, same exact arrangement, but it just sounded, I don't know, every maybe everything sounds a little mm. a little mellower. You're pretty good a, at music. I think you'd know the difference. I did a second sleep. So maybe I'm You you did you capture bonus sleep? No. Hmm. Well, hmm. I went to sleep at 9.45. Oh, you're talking about like that kind of colonial sleep where yeah, you get up time. and you have intercourse or, or discuss uh, Thomas Hobbes in the middle of the night. Exactly, although I don't know if I'm doing it right. It's called Hobbesnacht. It's Hobbesnacht. Dunchaisa. <laughs> Hobbesnacht I, I love that you had that. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, the joke is so beneath you, which is what makes it <laughs> funny every single time. Uh, it, was, it was said at one time, I remember when I was following uh, this in the trades, they would say that, you know, up until fairly recently, uh, Am- Americans in particular would have two sleeps, like colonial era, maybe different times as well. But the idea was you go to sleep, you know, the, these uh, say you work from candle, can't, you go to bed pretty early, you don't want to waste tallow. And then you wake up of your own accord in the middle of the night, you get up for a while, maybe you consort with Daniel Webster under the stars, and then you go back to bed. It, it, did you do something similar to that? Sunday yeah, night? You know, I think that that's a, it's, su- it's such a lovely vision that the way it was described. <laughs> people, people go out and they lean on the, on the front, um, the front fence and their Ooh, neighbors they, come Are they over sucking and, on a wheat stalk, you think? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah having, just, they have a pipe in the night and, uh, and like night you pipe. say, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, uh, they, they read some Hobbes and Locke and debate a little bit, but not, not vigorously. And then back to sleep. And, uh, I don't, I've spent a little bit of time looking into it. As you can imagine, it doesn't seem like it was really that common. It's a nice idea. It's a nice vision. Right. I follow some some uh, some people on Instagram that post pictures of like little Swiss towns in the mountains, hmm. and uh, and they have little trains running through them. I mean, they're they're normal sized trains. Normal sized trains, normal sized towns, but the, the towns in general, in the aggregate, are small. It's not yeah. like a, a miniature of it of itself or something. Exactly, exactly. Right. And and it's in uh, it's in tall mountains that maybe makes them look smaller. Force perspective. But you look at them and you think, wow, people actually live in that town. Mm-hmm. They have such a different life than I do. Mm-hmm. They can't help but lean against their little fence. They can hear the bells around the cows up in the hills. Ding ding dong dong. And you're, and you know, and they they might wake up in the middle of the night and uh, and you know discuss um, like predestination. They could see people on their way uh, taking the funicular, I assume, mm-hmm. to the chocolate factory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, making watches. The ch- making... Ch- chocolatier du Kraftwerken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, uh, how where you are. Uh, really, <laughs> how your death style really determines your lifestyle. Huh. Um, how uh-huh. your lifestyle determines your death style, right? We talk. No, about no, I understand. That you make you a kind of monster. I think is what you're implying. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, just trying to, just trying to put, you know, the your life. This is the Instagram problem, of course. Oh, Jiminy Christmas! And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. I, I made the mistake of, of looking at a couple of snowboard videos. And and now Instagram just thinks that's all I want to see. 
Yeah, I've heard about this with TikTok, where uh, supposedly um, when you're on TikTok, it's just um, really, really good at knowing what it is that you want to see. And I don't know. I don't like to talk about it. But you know what? I, I kind of like the For You tab on Twitter. There's parts because oh. uh, so many people are gone now. I don't really have a lot to look at. And yeah. so they had the sense to leave. But I'll look at that. I, oh. I, you're, 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 you're being nice about this, but you're actually, I, I don't want to drag this out, but you are actually kind of touching on something that I do think about a lot, a lot. Mm. And I mean, we could blame it on Instagram. I would personally blame a lot of it on Instagram because Instagram is one of those things that feels like a good idea and it's probably not. Mm. It feels wholesome. It used oh, to be you wholesome, you yeah. know, yeah. but you know what? It, it's like, I, I made this crack in passing the other day and, uh, like so much of the more wise things I've said, I'm still thinking about it. Um, Alex and I were talking about transparency, you know, the buzzword, transparency. And, and I was kind of trying to contrast that a little bit with what, I, what we used to call honesty. <laughs> and I think, I think in some, I mean, this is mean, and this is maybe this is a little bit, uh, a bit uh, who's, who's the guy from the, the 20th century who had the, maybe this is a <clears throat> devil's dictionary type thing. Um, I think transparency it, when it's not what it appears to be, which is almost always, it's a, it's a performance of honesty. Mm. And a performance of honesty is not the same thing as honesty. I'm not saying you can't edit, be an editorial in how you present the truth, but I haven't been on Instagram in years, but my sense is that like it's kind of um, a, a lie we've all, uh, well, they say on Deadwood, a lie agreed upon. Like we all admit that not, none of this is actually that real, that, but you know what I mean? But you're not allowed to say it. And I don't know. I don't know how you can end up anyway, but envious might be too strong of a word, but everybody yeah. seems to be doing better than you. Oh, not you, but one on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Well, I think about the performativeness of everything too. And it feels almost like that critique. Oh now God, am has... I going to regret this? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, but, no, no, you know. no, because, because I, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just saying like, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I don't think there's anything on the face of it wrong. In fact, I would say that more people should perform. They should just perform differently, do better, uh, uh-huh. do better. But, yeah. but also that like, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want to say, you know, you're not fooling anybody. <sighs> well, Except sheesh, me. sheesh, no, 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 it's not. And, 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 uh, oh. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't want. I don't want us to go down that road either. The problem but, is, if we get the Swiss mad, that yeah. that touches on Germany. Well, and you, and you know what happens in Germany, apart from the tubas, is that there are a lot of people listening to podcasts there. We did. We did a thing. We did a thing the other day where we where we talked you and I, mm-hmm. and and um, and I said something to the effect that there were a lot of things that I thought about when I was young about big picture stuff and, and, um, you know, the the kind of like sweeping, what does it all mean kind of questions. And that a lot of that I had, I had just reduced down, I had simmered it down (laughs) to, uh, to a roux and, um, and this, and some of those things I didn't, (laughs) uh, but but, but flower, flower and truth, (laughs) just flower and truth. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I think a lot of that is true, but the, but the question of like, Trying to trying to understand how uh, what the difference is between having b- uh, between being honest and performing being honest or being uh, ethical and performing being ethical uh, or se- really I think being sensitive and performing being sensitive that's the well, one it, I am I taking the most. it too far to say caring 
and performing caring. Yes. And, and, and trying to navigate a world where performance of caring is a higher order than caring because you can't show how much you care, but you can perform how much you care mm-hmm. yeah. because of, because that's what Instagram is. That's what Twitter is. That's what every, that's where we're living. And, and the only solution seems to be to not live over there, <laughs> to just not live in a place yeah. where you have to watch people perform caring. I don't know. The, you know, this week, this yeah. week it, down in San Francisco, as you, as you probably know, is Sketchfest, mm-hmm. and um, and you and I performed at Sketchfest every year for what a decade or close. Well, to Well, I mean, I, I I know, you know, it's funny. Is my family and I visited the uh, California Academy of Sciences uh, oh, a couple weeks nice ago. There. Yeah, they yeah, got well, a shark. You know, um, they got they got you know like a lot of or, your, no an alligator. They have they had a single sad alligator. Yeah. Um, I don't see color in alligators, but but they're smart. They built the aquarium on the first floor. They made a lot of good decisions. But uh, but of course, it reminded me of our time in the um, near the stuff. Remember, so there was probably a an ibex or a stuffed ape. Where down at the other end of the room we were in, which is the old we were in. I love it personally. It's the old janky African savanna exhibit, which had to be like. Uh, I don't know, like, like say about Disney, like a day one, like, you know, attraction, like the railroad or something. We're like, I think, and so down by the penguins at the other end, there was what appeared to be some kind of a uh, startup cocktail party. Yes. And we were on the other side of the room by the stuffed mammals trying to entertain people. And uh, it was distracting. That, yeah, that was Sketchfest. That yeah, was Sketchfest. 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 Ha. <sighs> Yeah, you know, um, I, I was not aware yeah. of, I wasn't aware that Sketchfest was happening. You posted something about being at a comedy show. I wasn't and I was like, That's either. That's a comedy show Well, or I, I, cause, well, it's a long story, but basically I went to see a, a, a comedy rock act on Friday night with my kid, which was really fun. Right. But like, I, I was, I was hoping to get to see, I mean, talking out of school, I was hoping to visit a friend of the show, Stuart Wellington on Thursday night, but I knew I couldn't do both. So I was I suddenly I was like, oh yeah, duh, it's January. I guess it's Sketchfest, and I think I chose well. Uh, um, but okay, so here's the thing. I and God damn it, I I I I think a lot of stuff in life. At least I feel like maybe it's because I'm from Ohio. Maybe it's because I'm how I am. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's the same. But I feel like we oughtn't be unkind when people are just trying to get by. Yep. And I think there's a lot of what we do. Your mom might appreciate this, even though she came from a different side of Ohio title, um, which is that, you know, she came from the top part. I come from the bottom part. She did. Huh? She did. Is that like, man, don't, don't, don't bag on people because they're making the best with what they've got. That's what we're all doing. It's the, it's that, and again, you and I, as old school fans of the British office, we know how painful and how funny it can be to watch somebody trying to pull it off and not pulling it off. And there's just this part that's like, oh, do you really need, do you really need to be, I don't know if this is even something people do anymore, but the mommy blog shit of like having a little board with the letters on it and talking about, you know, Tyler's first polysyllabic word and mm, Tyler and, and then you got to make little doilies for all the party favor bags and everything and it's also like that just you're just putting your shit onto so many other people as well as putting your shit onto yourself and I don't want to be mean we're all doing no. the best we, we're all doing the best we can but like there is this kind of like not envy machine exactly but a, a certain kind of um performance of success or at least getting by that I don't think is as healthy as it feels sometimes. Well, you know, that's the big, that's the top tier or the top, top domain 
of this yeah, you know this question where you where every house looks like a property brother's house. Yeah, right, right, right. But the but the lower level, like like just before, or there's a thousand lower levels. It's turtles all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but just before we got on the on the program here, you gave me a little push. We got to we got to uh, ten fifty nine, and then you were like, "What about fifteen minute push?" And I was like, "Wow, we got really that was like that I could have done it, but I needed to hair. upgrade. I need to upgrade the app upgrade." Yeah, I need you to up- upgrade it. I had to upgrade the app that records the program, and I didn't want to make you wait while I did that. Well, so so of course I log on to something. I don't even remember what it was. I <laughs> logged on to something, and there was a shark video because somehow Just a surfeed of, of at symbols. <laughs> one of these one of these at symbol places was like, "Oh, this is the guy that loves sharks," and I was like, "I don't love sharks. I never said that." I watched one thing. There was something about sharks. And I looked at it. Uh, now like I'm, like Patton Oswalt and his uh, his bit about the TiVo. Like you know, where like I watched I watched a Western one time, and now TiVo thinks all I want to see are horses. Yeah, like, right. Or yeah. you know, or, or the what the weird ones where you log on and, and it and it shows you things you've already watched, and you're like, what algorithm is this? Yeah. And I know there are people that log on to the internet, and it immediately is like, oh, these are the people that like to see Nazi stuff. But for, but apparently the internet thinks I like snowboard videos and sharks. I don't. I don't care about either thing. But I log on and a guy jumps into the water and there's a shark. <laughs> and uh, and I, this is, it's like a 10-second thing. And then, of course, what I did, a course, is I read the comments. A course. A course. Yeah. There are a, thou- a thousand comments. Did, did, and- did, the shark, did the shark thing, the 10-second shark thing, do you feel like that the commended comments? Oh well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the, everywhere I go because I got back on the internet as I t- as I've said many times to look to look at the war in Ukraine, and then then of course that's your cover you, story. You uh, you <laughs> you you read the comments yeah. because there's a guy who's a general in an army who says, "Oh well, this the, these boots are something," and then there's there's 200 comments. People like initially that's not it was boots. a lot of stuff like believing you would not. I mean, some of them see, I, don't, I have no way of vetting this, but if I remember right, when I was not as into as you were, but following it more closely, it was stuff like, "Well, g- given what I know." And I, what I know is a lot. These are the kinds of things you wouldn't be seeing if this were going well for the Russians, for example. Right? Well, yeah, and a lot of uh, you know the first one of these all the way back in February of last year was like the, the convoy, that, or yeah, the guy that walked in and said, you know, the problem with this is the tires, and everybody was like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they didn't take care of their tires, and now all, all they got is flat tires, and it I was still like, think about that. Me too, and it, it, it was yeah. like the, this this revelation. This how how do I even know if I'm doing my tire? I don't even have a car, and I worry about my tires. Yeah, your tires. That yeah. was you know the army runs on its tires, and then all these generals were like, "He's right, you know, it's the tires." And 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 so I'm in the comments. This is just two two minutes ago, and there's a guy that's like, "But it's a great white," and somebody else says, "No, it's a basking shark." Hmm. I haven't then, seen it yet, but I, I think it's a nurse shark. Just there so. are 200 comments. A lot of people in here think that this is a, a basking shark, but they don't know sharks. I know sharks. And everywhere I go now, there's that. Everywhere. there's And and I know people watch it for sport. I know people go in the comments to see, because there are people in the comments saying, I just came here to see all the people say that it's a, it's a basking shark. Oh, did somebody put up, a, did maybe somebody put up a gif of uh, Stephen Colbert or, or, or Bill Hader with popcorn, maybe? No, those are the gifts that you see, mm. because those are the people that you like. No, it's, I it's see. in my algo. I see 100% different gifts. I see uh, the dog saying, this is fine, and I see... What about uh, Denzel Washington relieved that somebody's not actually dead? 
nope, nope. I never see that one. No, wow, I never see so it. So fortunate. I see. Uh, I see completely different gifts uh, because that's because that's what I want. Because I looked at a snowboard video one. Oh, time. It's, it's you. You do blame yourself in some ways. I do. Well, I see a lot of uh, like Shinu Ipsus. Um, mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. all, they all have sunglasses on, and they're uh, that's a blockchain dog. Launchers. That's a blockchain dog. That's right? a blockchain dog. Okay. Yeah. A Shizu, a Shizu, Shizu, Shizu Ipso. Okay. Yeah. Ipso, it's a factor. So, I, so no, I know, I know. I had a second sleep last night because I woke up at one in the morning. I went to sleep. Wait, wait, wait. I want that part because I feel like you're leading no, up to something. Because this is the thing. If I were me I, ending, and I'd say, and then at the end, I don't feel better. I don't feel good. At the end, I just feel merely like I have a slight film of humanity on me, and not in a good way. I feel awful. I you hate know, it. I fucking awful. hate it. I woke up at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. I stayed up from one to seven in the morning. Now, this I was not discussing Thomas Hobbes with my neighbors. Okay, I was sitting on my couch. Cover that in the deposition. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch. Please listen closely because your life may depend on it. Roderick on the Line is an important program about civics, uniforms, eels, the Balkans, forcing teens to work in national parks, the non-existence of the year 1997, and that one time John's dad totally shot a Japanese zero out of the sky with a pistol. Roderick on the Line is not funded by the government, it is not controlled by the oligarchs, and it is not some bullshit public radio knockoff where a try-hard nerd reads a weird story about old people over a fucking trip-hop music bed. No, I don't think so. Jesus fucking Christ, people. Just go to patreon.com slash Roderick on the line right now and help support the only voices who aren't afraid of big tech, small plates, or computer trade schools. Now more than ever, your monthly gift ensures that new thought technologies will continue to harden our youth and upset our clergy. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Roderick on the line or giveroderickyourmoney.com because America is super fucked and pump chili ain't free. And if you think Super Train will give two wet shits about the marks it leaves on your lawn, son, you are about to get schooled. I was sitting on my couch <laughs> watching shark videos yes. and and uh, and snowboard videos because that's what it's serving up to me, and and I and I feel powerless at this point. To, what do I do? As soon as I as soon as I click on a video of Jeff Beck, all I'm gonna get for two weeks is uh is like blues guitar like guys going like oh as as just adjacent to that as somebody who as as a larf uh showed one's family um no more lies by Mm -hmm. uh neil schoen and yeah yeah um the algo you're talking about h s uh it might have been hsas i think this might have been sean i think this is albertson and shreve albertson and shreve attorneys at law guitarists guitarists at law um this is the one that's inside of like a new wave cage no it's i think it's just shown and hammer and it's lies no more lies i could see it and 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 neil shown god bless him he's like jiminy glick he's got the world's uh shortest waist you've ever seen and he looks real funny he's wearing one of those uh, robert de niro t-shirts but and now all the time i'm I'm getting all the jan hammer and i like Uh jan hammer i liked um what's is Highway Jam? What, what, do, 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 no, wait, that's not Pat Metheny, is it? What was the one that he and Jeff Beck did that was really good? I want to say Highway Jam. Doom, do, 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 do. That, that's yeah, it. well, that was it. You but like it. you know, Jan Hammer before he got, uh, as you say, over his skis a little bit. Like he was, he was a, a great side man. He's in lots of very funny, very funny proto pre MTV videos. But like, 
I Yonhammer for me is almost like a 1910 fruit gum factory. Like mm. I'll really one of those a year and I'm good. Yeah. Like a shark. Well, I so I like uh you know over the years, right? I followed you on Twitter at, back in back in 2007 mm-hmm. and you were doing a, you were doing a thing then that's back when you were Merlin man. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, you know, we all did things. It was fun over there. We we talk about that ad nauseum. Right now, following you on Twitter, because you go, you do these, uh, these, these oh, little. Shit. I don't think about people reading one. I'm sorry. Well, no, but this is the thing. The you music, don't, all the music with the music. Yeah, but you yeah. don't, you don't do super deep dives. What you do is dives. You're like, hey, look at that. It's a nurse shark. I you want to reach down, the addressable it. audience. I'll tell you the secret. Here's the secret for people who could love what I love and do love what I love. I'd like them to be able to get a little wink from me and go, oh God, yeah, rock pile really is good. But for like, but Rockwell's really good. Billy Bremner is amazing. But like, it's also that like, if there's any small, this is why I do Spotify playlists. It's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't like, I'm not like studying the numbers on that stuff. It's just that like, if you could think you might like the kinds of things I like, I feel like it it would make me feel good in the same way that people in my life, including you, including my friend Michael, like all these friends, my friend uh, Alan, all these people in my life who like brought me so much stuff I wouldn't have known about. I'm always going on about the Water Boys. I wouldn't know about the Water Boys if it wasn't for Alan Partlow and Mike Rennie. But yeah. then I, they put Red Army Blues on a, um, from their, I think they're from Pagan Place on a record. And I, that's before I even got into the Hole of the Moon. So I'm trying to say, hey, not even youths, but like comrades, you know, comrades Stalin comrades. said we'd become too westernized. It's a very sad song. But um, I, I just, yes, that's what it is. And I do like to share it there. And like, I don't do it during, do it during the day. I do it at night and it's that's way too thing. much music. And I'm it goes there. away in a week, so it doesn't Well, no, anybody. no, no, but that's the thing. You, you, you sent me on a David Fincher thing last night. Holy I didn't know shit. all that about David Fincher. Did you ever know how much CG is in his stuff? Because I sure didn't. No, I didn't at all. The camera going through know, the coffee pot handle? Jesus super Christ. Good. Well, did you know that then I'm I'm off, of course, doing my thing, right? I put on my roller skates, and you're like, no, 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 look over here. And I'm like, la da 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 Did you know that Fight Club and uh, Zodiac are his two lowest grossing movies? And I did not grossing know way that. lower. That he's really? got six wait, wait, movies. Zodiac and Fight Club? Yeah. He's got six movies that have a worldwide gross of over three hundred million dollars. The game and then those did better two, than those. Yeah. Those two are eighty million dollars. And he's got six other movies that have So Dragon Tattoo did a lot a lot better oh, than probably. Big, right? big money. But but other ones that are just like, huh? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thunk that that movie because of course Zo- I think of Zodiac and Fight Club as as seminal films and maybe Fight that's Club a- is one of the big movies and I think yeah. of Z- uh, it's good it's good it's good it's not as good as I remember but it's good but and I do I do think of Zodiac as maybe partly because of the incredible technical accomplishments accomplishments of it but like yeah I think of that as one of the very good movies for sure and and and, I, and maybe the word seminal is the right word because maybe those are boy movies mm-hmm. and not and don't have wide appeal, but um, but I was just stunned that, that there were wild. These movies that were like, what are the what are these totals about? But that's a thing. If I'm up at six o'clock in the morning in the middle talking about Hobbs with my Swiss neighbors. That's the kind of thing that I, that I go down. Do you guys both stay neutral or only one? No, 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 no. We both. Oh, did you read? There's a thing. Uh, this uh, this this uh, hacker just discovered the American no fly lists. 
I uh, saw a headline about it, and that sound is it true? Somebody went in, like, figured out the AWS buckets and the keys and stuff, and like got in and found the like at, not as plain text, but once they got past the doors, they were able to basically see the names of people who aren't allowed to fly. Is that correct? Yeah, it was some. It was something that was in some some back file in a in a local airline that nobody secured the server, and this and this uh, hacker. This non-binary person in Switzerland who's like 20 years old, who's already under indictment oh, from the yes. U.S. government. But Do you need a hacker? Get somebody get from hacker. Europe who has a Hello Kitty over their mini monitors. Just That's exactly what it is. Don't fuck around. And, but they can't, get, they can't get at them because Switzerland won't extradite uh, their citizen. And Switzerland's policy is we won't extradite any citizen without their consent. That is so considerate. That is really considerate. Interesting turn of phrase or interesting idea like, oh, if our citizen agrees to, if they consent to be extradited, then, you know, then, yeah, of course, we'll turn them over. It's it's weird that I kind of love that. What's kind of strange about that? That's great. But, uh, but, you know, that's a deep dive that in the middle of the night, I'm looking at, uh, at the Swiss extradition policy. Here I am. But. You know, two years ago, there was a house that I almost bought that was on a lake, uh-huh. and I didn't buy it because... It, was this your mid... One, a different mid... Was there a point where uh, you were like doing a little bit of mid-century modern adjacent dive? That's what it was. We were doing lots of open houses and looking at things and... Yeah, and this was one that I actually made an offer on, mm-hmm. and the offer was accepted, and I stood in the living room of it, and I had some friends over, and I was like, what do you guys think of this house? And everybody was like, it's great. But just the one with the sunken living room? No, well, yeah, basically it had that it had that vibe. Mm-hmm. It needed a lot of work, but everything does. I do. Yeah. And it was on a lake, which you I need, thought was you really need cool. A different kind of licensed agent for that. You know, it's why I don't she get com- a doctor. She comes by all the time yeah. and puts th- puts flyers in my door. Hi, I'm ready to. They usually know. they come in the morning, right? That's yeah. when they're checking on you, the welfare check. And this is why I won't get a doctor because I know if I go start going to a doctor, I'm going to become like my family that was going to the doctor all the time, and then they all died. Uh, and I, I yeah. think the same thing could be true of real estate agents. Life is fatal. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, am yeah. I right? But I think about that house sometimes, not because I loved the house. Mm-hmm. But because it was two blocks from the YMCA, and <laughs> yeah. when I was looking at the house, yeah, I walked up yeah. and down the street. I met a lot of people in the neighborhood. I liked them all, um, I, because I went there a couple of times. And I would and I'd walk down the street, and I and somebody'd be out there in their driveway, and I'd say, "Hey there, neighbor," and they'd come over and, "Hey, I'm just working on my train set," and I'd be like, "Ah, I'm thinking about moving down the block," and but. I had this, I started to develop this picture. I'm going to go to the YMCA every day. I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to lift a, 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 some weights. I'm going to jazzercise. I'm going to see my neighbors. So, it would be so different. It's one reason I find it so difficult to even contemplate moving from where we are. Partly yeah. because it's, you know, I mean, it, it was more salient when my kid went to elementary school two and a half blocks away, right? right. But... You know, I the, the trouble is like we we took we took the subway real quick, so we took the subway to go to this show at oh you oh, you know so, on the way I'm telling Billy a place that we have seen you and your band and various combinations of John Roderick things maybe more than anywhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, mainly you know Cafe du Nord. 
but this was at the oh, Swedish American Hall next oh, door. Oh, Dunard, Dunard. Yeah, and I saw, I've seen Death Cab there. I've seen so many people there. But like I was saying, like, it's really, because if I were to like just totally reevaluate at this point, this is still a good place to be 50. But without the subway line, it's not quite the bargain it used to be. But no. what you're describing, I think, if I hear my hearing you, is like, that could be... Not, it's not. It's not merely just a, a a willful like misunderstanding of your own motivations. But the truth is, if you were, I don't even know how much you're kidding. But if you were in walking distance of a YMCA, you would be nuts not to become a member and go there literally every day just yeah. to go sit in the steam or the sauna and and, and swim. I, you could just swim with the Russian guys at five in the morning. When when I think about it. Uh, now, because of all the trouble I'm having uh, here at my house with my neighbors and all of the, the, yeah, the stress yeah. that that's bringing into my life, which it continues to do. And I think about, I didn't really love that house, but if I could trade right now for that house, I, mu- I think I would. And what it, what it did was it reintroduced that idea mm. um, that, uh, that I had my own Switzerland I had the possibility of my own Switzerland, and it was uh, it was a decision I made two years ago, and it, and my own Switzerland might be right over there, two miles from here. There was a mm. Switzerland where I actually loved my neighbors, and every day I went and and jazzercised, and I right. would be and my mind would be mentally clean. Now I know if I had done it, if I as opposed that to house, dreading, I don't know the directions, yeah. but like dreading the like right turn, right turn, left turn, and going like, oh god, here we go, and right. then like the sun's out there, you know, watering his lawn or whatever. Like it's it's hard not to, and I don't think it's just purely like a sort of deception, but it's hard to know at the time if you're making the right decision about something. But then is it regret? Not a thousand percent, but but it would be nice to have your own Switzerland. It's not even, you know, it, it, I'm Instagramming myself there, right? I'm oh, imagining shit, right. my own That's your life. feet on your boat. It is. Just, yeah. just uh, if, it, and, the, and if I were there, I know I would walk around that house every day and be like, oh, man, I wish this house had a basement. Oh, geez. You know, if I had, if I had just bought a, a 50s house over in the other neighborhood, I'd be over there right now having cocktail parties. And instead, I'm here, you know, on a... <laughs> on a great lake of two blocks. But I remember as I, as I pulled out of that deal, I said, you know, I was going to buy that house just because of the YMCA. And that's not reason enough to buy a house. And now I'm oh, like, interesting. maybe it was, you know, maybe, maybe that was reason enough. So at and, the time you said the, to yourself, um, uh, the equivalent of, come on, like at the time you went, wait, 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 let's pull back. You know, let's, um, zoom back a little bit and go, how much of this is just because I got that idea in my head of being near? Yeah. Do you feel like, I, so it must have felt in retrospect, you went, well, you know what? I probably made a really good decision there because I didn't, I didn't make a dumb decision based on something I got fixated on. I, I kept the, the broader uh, scene in mind, right? I did. I felt wise. And, yeah. you know, in the fall of 2019, I really felt like I was on to something. <laughs> like I'd yeah. gotten... I'd gotten rid of that old farmhouse. I was going to get rid of so much garbage. I had 40 candlesticks and I was going to I was going to take that down to 2. Wow. All you need is 2. Uh-huh. You don't need 40. I was going to, you know, I was going to build a house or a, a build a, a build a place where people that came through town could stay and I was going to have a sort of cocktail party life where people wore 
um, you know, uh, like floor length uh, 70s gowns that kind of wrapped around? Like, was can, it a gown? Can was I it a house something coat? in passing, though? I, I don't know if, our, if I'm, you tell me if I'm remembering this right. And our listeners may already remember this, but just to refresh here. You you went by something kind of quick just now, the whole like walking around and talking to people and visiting. It, it's If I remember correctly, in, in well, in lots of things that you do, and I have to imagine in looking at a potential area you might want to live in, you make a very specific point of going and talking to people, seeking yeah. people out. And like not just like saying, oh, what's the vibe at the bodega, but like really trying to figure out what it, what the people who live near here are like. Yes. And and that must dog you a little bit, just because just that sense of well, sure, better than what I've got now. Well, and the and and what happened? I I remember very distinctly before I actually closed on this house. Mm-hmm. I I was walking, uh, and I walked past the local swim club, and went in, and there was this little teenage girl behind the counter, and I was like, "Hey, uh, tell me about the swim club." And she was like, "Oh, well, I mean, I grew up here." And was on the swim team since I was four, and now I work here at the front desk selling oh candy God. bars. This is and like goggles. something out of this, out of our childhood. It's like something out of the seventies. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly the kind of what people I who like, like go to camp and then become camp counselors. And like, there's like this very virtuous cycle in some ways of like reinvesting in the community that made you. Yeah, I felt like it was. I I I literally said to somebody, I was like, it's the 1970s there. Yeah. And then I was walking over toward this house, and I had already met my next-door neighbor who runs a daycare, and I saw her walking through the neighborhood with one of those little trains of of four-year-olds all holding hands, Uh. and they were walking to the park, you know, and somebody was pulling a wagon, and we waved to each other, hi, and she was like, hi, and the little kids waved, and I was like, wow, you know, and at my open house, the woman I'm now in a dispute with was at the open house, and she was like, I don't, I live over there. I just wanted to see the house. And she and I chatted and got along great. And what I didn't realize was I was stepping into a bear trap, which is what happened. You know, I, right. I, I moved here and I was really happy. And then it turned out I, I just stepped into a bear trap. And I thought this was my Switzerland. And, mm-hmm. Now I'm just uh, like I just carry that, around your your property. The way you've described it being situated, not it's not exactly a corner lot, right? But I mean, it's not part of like a grid. It's closer right. to like a slice of a big slice of a cul-de-sac in some ways, right? You don't have yeah. a, a regular like four sided polygon. Well, I guess it must be in some ways, but like you don't have like a like a, a rectangle or a square, right? You're you are situated amongst several different people in one way or another, right? That uh, the property is literally the shape of a of a of a of a uh, slice of pie. There's only three sides, and okay. so kind of like a um, cul-de-sac, the end of a cul-de-sac. Well, I guess the end of the cul-de-sac so, is a cul-de-sac, but yeah, sort of. I have na- I can you know there na- there's a neighbor over there. There's a neighbor over there. When I moved in, I couldn't see a, couldn't see any of them, and it just felt like how could I possibly get into trouble here? How Before you discover the fence of menthol cigarettes, yeah. How 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 could anything ever trouble me here? I can't even see another living you might, person. You might as well be in Oklahoma. I, I might mean, as well. You know what well, I mean? In the sense of a jungle, like, except it was a jungle. I right, might as well right, be right, in right. Bor- uh, Borneo. Yeah, right. Um, but but the 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 poison of the of what the internet and my devices are. Now, and we've been talking about this, I swear to you, since the day we started. Absolutely. Um, the poison of these devices. 
That was when we started doing the show. I don't even think I had an iPhone yet. I think I still had a flip phone or a BlackBerry or a something. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I, I didn't. I don't think I had a laptop. I think I did all of my recording from a desktop computer. And I remember you had two desktop computers, uh, and one of them was an IBM <laughs> computer. And it and I was already complaining about how uh, how devices were inside my head and now they are my head yeah. like they're in they're entirely your attitude, wh- your attitude was so different in some well you had a very guarded and i think very mature approach to this which is like one of the first things we did after getting you a website was to make a forum where people could hang out and i remember you saying fairly early on like you know i don't want to be in here all the time I, I mean, what, what in my head, what I heard you saying was nothing would be weirder than the singer of the band that the forum is about being here more than anyone else. And so you would lurk. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah. But you would, and, but you weren't fronting. You actually didn't want to be there all the time. And when you did, you would lurk. And then you would be, I, I feel like in retrospect, pretty circumspect about deciding when you wanted to get involved in whatever it was. So it remained kind of a treat that John's here and not something where, you know, <sighs> I don't, I don't know what it would be like. That basically, like you've got some kind of a kiosk at the mall. Like, come and you know, come and get your phone signed by the guy from the Miller Beer ad that never aired. <laughs> I still, I, I still live uh, with the idea that it should be a treat if John is here. Um, and, and I thought about that the other night when I marched directly into the green room uh, oh, yeah. of this event, and my kids start skittering down the hallway, and I'm like, "Look, do you want to meet Ken Reno or not?" Because if you want to meet Camarino, we all want you to come, and I want you to meet. I want you to meet David Wayne. He's a hero of mine, and he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And like, and David had to actually like run down the hallway to catch him because he was running so fast the other way. I'm like, you're forgetting the first rule. <laughs> the first rule of John Roderick is we don't talk about John Roderick. The second rule of John Roderick is walk in like you own the place. Walk in like you own the place, <laughs> and you do, and you will. I walked into to Puddle's pity party dressing room uh, a week ago, and uh, there was nobody back there except Puddle's and Dave Hill. And I was like, "Hey, how you doing? You're in my dressing room." And he was like, "Hello, wow, <laughs> nice to hi, nice to meet you. Thanks for you know, thanks for letting me uh, eat your grapes." And I was like, "No problem, don't eat them all." Uh, but I, I don't, I don't. I spend so much less time in that land where I used to live all, all the time and so much more time in the, boy, these people are swimming with sharks and I couldn't tell you whether that was a basking shark or not. It was a nurse shark. But what I'm doing, what I'm doing is watching them mm-hmm. do that and I don't even care about them. I wouldn't watch that if I were there. If I were in, if I were staying in an Airbnb on the beach... <laughs> In that place. And they were like, hey, you want to go out with these ding-dongs and watch them swim with the shark? I'd be like, no thanks. Mm-mm. Like, not what, how I'm going to spend today. But <laughs> I am awake at 5 o'clock in the morning watching them do this. Not because I chose it, but because I'm being, I'm being spoon-fed like garbage. And, I'm, and who's there? I'm there. I'm the only one there. That stuff could have happened 200 years ago. For all I know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's nobody there. There's nobody enjoying it with me. If I, I got nothing to say, I'm reading the forum. I don't know if any of those people are real. It could, they could, that could all be an AI. And 
I mean, I know it's not, but it could be. But, some, but you find it's a, <clears throat> again, well, you tell me. There's that phrase I, I like a lot. I, I find myself doing something. I never chose that I can recall to do this thing. I didn't choose to just do three gestures on my phone and I'm back looking at Twitter again. I didn't choose to do that. I found myself <laughs> doing that. Oh. And I'm not saying that I didn't cause that to happen. But what I am saying is, like, it wasn't something that was on my calendar that day. It wasn't something that... You know, uh, something I've I've realized recently is like I've got this iPad right here where like if I choose to, like when things are hot and heavy with politics, you know, I'll have cable news on in the background, but with the volume turned down, like like the 56 year old man that I am. And like the thing is, though, I've started to realize I say this to Madeline like every night where it's like, wait, I keep turning like MSNBC in particular. I'll turn this on. Think I don't know what I think I'm going to get out of it. Apart from like, oh, you know, the rage about Mr. Trump from 2017 kind of stuff. But like, I turn this on. I'm like, the result is almost always immediately disgust and like, ah, kind of, I make a noise like that. I go, ah, ah. You know what I'm saying though? Kathy, ah, I thought, I thought I could find them. One nice bikini for Irving. But no, but you know what I'm talking about? Like you're, and I found myself there. And then I'm like, why do I do that? What is it that causes me, my thumb to do these three movements that bring me back to this place that I know not only does it make me happy, not that the world needs to make me happy, but it's just, it's not wholesome. What is this in service of? What, you know, how am I, what, <laughs> what am I getting out of this? It's, it's, uh, there's ugliness. And so I'm going to a psychologist, hmm. uh, uh, in addition to a psychiatrist now, because I said, uh, the psychiatrist is prescribing me the medicine, but, um, but psychologist uh, closer to what you one might call a therapist, you a therapist, like? right? Yeah. Because I go to the psychologist and he's prescribing me medicine. We talk about stuff, and then he's like, "Well, I can prescribe you medicine," um, and uh, you know, and he wants to talk about Marcus Aurelius, and uh, and I'm like, "Well, sure, but I've got I kind of I feel like I've got these lower level problems that are just about like being happy, and there's no medicine for it." Lo- a lower ma- level, as in, as John Syracuse would say, closer to, closer to the metal. We say lower oh, yeah. level, more like foundational uh, yeah, struggles, or, challenges, or or even even if they're ju- even if they're just frivolous or passing, right? Um, but I but I I've been saying lately, like I didn't choose this. There's nothing about what's happening in my emotional life right now that I can say is a result of things that I chose to do, and yet I did choose everything. That got me here. You may not have you may not have ticked one box that says create this situation, but the accumulation of let's be honest, hundreds or thousands, weeks and years of decision making is necessarily what leads us to where we are, whether we like it or not. Exactly, and and because of the way it, a, a certain type of mind works, I can't because I have that kind of mind. I can't then not conclude that I earned it or I deserve it because I chose all the little things that got me here. And, and, you know, and his job is, I'm, I'm, say, so I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm laughing in recognition. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. Because, because we're all trying, we're all trying all the time to self-evaluate all the time. Am I doing, am I doing right? Am I helping people? Am I being good? Am I on the side of justice? Am I, performing empathy. I stopped using straws. Like, what else I do I need to do? Like, aren't there things... You, but the thing I guess I'm trying to say is you don't... One cannot, unless you're really, really weird or 14, it's probably not healthy or wholesome to ground yourself completely in this, like, 
I mean, we have a Greta Thunberg, and I'm glad she's out there, but not everybody can be like that. You can't make every decision in your life based on some really, really, really big idea unless you are like pretty much literally a monk. There is an element of satisfying, and there is a level of I wonder what I'll have for lunch. And it's just that that stuff can really accumulate in ways you just don't anticipate until it's already happened. Yeah, you get rid of plastic bags. You got to use paper bags. You get rid of straws. You got to use those cardboard straws that 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 turn work. turn to mush in your mouth. You've oh you've got a. Uh, you, if you can't wear leather shoes, then you got to wear plastic shoes. But plastic uh, shoes, plastic oil, John. Yeah, well, they get caught in whales' mouths mm. uh, because people throw them in the ocean with one foot in them. Mm-hmm. Like that, huh. that, that all you know. Oof. If you lived the, in the can Northwest, we get the sharks on that? If you lived in the Northwest, something's. Causing all these feet to wash up on the beach in one shoe. Oh, nobody knows what they are. Maybe it's that Kemper. There's like ten ten feet, and they're, they all they're all left feet, and huh. they, they keep. You mean as in three three beach. yards, or as, as in uh, as oh, you mean little feet, yeah. like human feet that are in that are still in tennis shoes oh boy. that wash up on the beach. This is different and, from those Michael Air Jordans that, that fell off the boat in the '90s. This is different, right? Well, this is different because they have human feet in them. So they they ship that way. I don't know if they do. You right. know, China's very inscrutable. I bet it was on the foot. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hope those shoes never have to parallel park. Where the, is that what? ding? Um, ding. I was reading something. I have a new app that I love that's made it easier for me to read things. And um, this is something from a writer I like, Oliver Berkman. It's a short piece, but it's from like th- uh, three days ago. And I, I don't think this is going to make your life better, but that doesn't mean I won't share it with you. Is He's it talk- Marcus Aurelius? Is he quoting? <laughs> yes. Is this a like, short thing that he's never going to do again? I only Yes, it's a short thing he'll never do again. That's right. Because Hannibal Lecter and uh, you know David Foster Wallace uh, covered a lot of the same ground. Yeah. Quid pro quo, Clarice, Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it in the voice of Snape. Um, this guy, Oliver Berkman, uh, who I think is a good writer on, on stuff, uh, and he's the, the, the headline of the piece. It's very short, but the headline of the piece is, what if you never sort your life out? And um, he quotes somebody as saying, you know, talking about how their life's, you know, feels like it's always unsettled. And a person says to them, are you still under the illusion that you'll one day reach a point in your life where you no longer have any problems? Ha, ha, ha. Who would ever think that? Next paragraph, though, brings me a phrase I had never heard before. Embrace yourself because it's someone from Swiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone from Swiss called Marie, Marie-Louise von Franz. Von mm-hmm. Franz. And she a phrase, the, have you ever heard this phrase, the provisional life? Mm-mm. Well, oh, but I, but I get it oh, right away. Yeah, right. A thousand percent, right? Where you go, oh, shit. I don't need to read another word. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a strange feeling that one is quoting here. Um, there's a strange feeling that one is not yet in real life. For the time being, one is doing this or that. But there's always the fantasy that sometime in the future, the real thing will come about. Or, you know, or like Robert Zimmerman once said, you know, life's what happens when you're busy making other plans. You know, kind of feeling. It's, it, it, but it's like you know, ah, uh, geez, gosh, I wish I could have heard this about fifteen times more often when I was thirty. Just because, even if I didn't have the ears to hear it, it would have been nice to get some roots in with this idea. But like, this is it. This is yeah. life. You know, the one you get to go and have a ball. So while you're here, enjoy the view. Keep on doing what you do, and for now, we'll muddle through one day at a time. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was on social media. <laughs> I didn't uh, intend to end up there, but once I started, there's no way I was going to stop. No, remember Schneider? Remember Schneider and his keys? He let himself in. Ding ding ding! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, Hello. that's Lenny. That's Lenny and Squiggy. Hello. It's the same. It's the same. If you take Lenny and Squiggy, put them together, what do you get? Schneider. 
Oh, that Snyder. would that would have been tough because one was on ABC, one was on CBS. But I would love to have seen some kind of ambitious crossover where, like, Schneider brought together a super team of people. Oh, Kramer, Kramer could have been. A, it's mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. wacky neighbors who come in without being asked. Oh, somebody's got to do a super cut of this, right? Hello, wacky neighbors that come in and and uh, yes. Anyway, but I doesn't, was, that, doesn't reading... that kind of give you something? At least for me, and the way my brain works, I'm like, oh. Merlin, you dingaling! You do this all the time. You keep, you keep, you know, tacitly sort of acting like, you know, I, I, I know enough about this also to have said something like 15 years ago. There's no such thing as arriving. We talked about this in the yeah. backdoor pilot for this show in my backyard, literally our, the backyard pilot, right? Though, like, oh, you're so lucky you get to tour with your band and all that stuff. And like, nobody arrives. And I think the phrase that I, I hope I'll always properly quote you with is even Bono has a boss. Everybody feels like they have something more to achieve in this world, which is fine, but that doesn't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to just be cheerful and like, I don't know. I, sh- I should fully in- inhabit my personal Irma Bombeck here, but like, I do think we, I know I tend to do this. I suspect you tend to do it, which is to say like, oh, you know, um, prosperity is just around the corner. Like we're, we're so close to this thing really coming together. And until then I will, I've had 55 years of a provisional life. I, 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 I saw a thing go by, uh, David Crosby quote, uh, that's making the rounds right now. Um, in between uh, the other things that I was looking at, the NAFO dogs, uh, that were, you know, that, that are buying school buses for the children. And, uh, David Crosby. I might have just says, had a neurological event because everything after David Crosby, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure what that was. Is it okay that I didn't know what all that meant? No, that's fine. That's dogs fine. are buying buses? But dog, you know, little dogs. Okay. <laughs> they, they, um, they're, they're, they're Shibu Nu, Shibu And they're buying buses for okay. kids. They're buying ambulances. Okay. <laughs> but, but, okay. but David Crosby says in this quote that I have no way of knowing whether he said it or not, but it sounds I right. I favored it's all right of them in- and retweet none of them because they all, I could be so easily talked out of any of them existing <laughs> and they're, but they're all so good. And what he said was, uh, time is the real thing, and uh, there's no money, there's no power, there's no anything else. Time is the real currency of life, and uh, don't waste it, don't squander your time, Uh, something like that. It could be embroidered on a pillow, it could be in a dentist's office, uh, on a poster with a little dog driving an ambulance. It could be uh, completely a lie, But, um, but I read it, and my first thought was, well, David Crosby, I'm completely squandering my time i'm sitting here it's it's four o'clock in the morning and i'm looking at quotes from you that are posted on some influencers website and i don't know that influencer and i never asked to be here and i'm i'm literally being told not to waste my time on a time wasting platform where that's all i'm doing is wasting time And then I'm mad at David yeah, Crosby. Yeah, tick ticking away the the moments and seconds of your partially lived provisional life. My provisional life, and I'm doing it in an environment where the environment is telling me not to do that, and that's what's keeping me there. I'm there to read that I shouldn't be there, and that's why it's there. It's there to tell me that I shouldn't be there and keep me there. To keep me there because that's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I and I pictured David Crosby all through the 70s, strung out on dope, with, you know, with big sores on his face. I think about him in the 80s where we were like, this guy's not going to live through the week. 
Do you remember when Melissa Etheridge was like, I'm going to have a baby I, with David I Crosby? I remember every cubic inch of everything you're talking about, and it came up several times last week where I would, I, on at least two occasions, I overtly said to Madeline, the thing I've been thinking since at least the late 80s, which is if there's anybody in this fucking world, the people that would still be alive in 2023, would you imagine David Crosby and, say, Keith Richards? Were amongst no. those people. Those two in particular. Keith Richards should have been dead three times by 1973. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, the, the fact is, David Crosby had, li- had a liver transplant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he should be totally dead. Toad's dead. I dead. should. I should be dead. I think about. I think about four or seven different times when it's like, oh, what? There, are the there are graveyards full of people that did that exact thing and are and did not somehow dodge the arrow. I don't know why, yeah. but I, then I realized that David Crosby was saying that not because he, that was his lived experience, but because of the opposite. He had wasted all that time. He was trying oh. to talk to me as a 30-year-old and say, don't live a provisional life like I did. And it's being presented to me online as an embroidery that's like, oh, David Crosby's given us the stuff. It's <laughs> so wise. But it's really, it's Merlin Mann writing books on efficiency in an mm. office where the walls are covered with post-it notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not, it's not, I know. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> I'm going to finish it any time now. I'm almost, and the thing, I'm almost done with my effectiveness book. At the time, I was like, people were like, oh, Merlin Mann has really straightened out my life. And I was like, you know, he's writing that book to himself. It's not, he doesn't care whether you're efficient or not. Can't, he's trying can't, to, can't say it enough. He's trying to talk himself into being efficient, and I'm glad that it's helping you. How, how can uh, I be a hypocrite about this if I, I know I'm worse at it than you are? I mean, in some ways, doesn't that make me the transparent one? Have you thought about yes. that, Colonel Sanders? Look at that. Maybe I'm the one who's, who's actually transparent, and you're the one fronting. Hey, listen, if you have gotten organized enough to be able to have a PayPal that you attach to somebody taking a class from you, you're way better off than I am, and oh, you're man. unqualified to teach a class like that. <laughs> <laughs> like a priori my friend yeah. like if you're that organized you got nothing to teach because you never had the problem i mean it would be like it would be like uh i always forget which is which ectomorph endomorph but like a very like eternally slender high metabolism person teaching a weight loss class and like pretending like that's how they got how they are and it's like no 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 like i i this is what I'm doing to stay afloat. And that's what, one reason I don't like to say this too much because it, it gets tiresome. But to me, that I hope that's what, one thing that people take away from the wisdom document is like the wisdom, wisdom project. I'm not trying to hector you to do this stuff I've heard. What I'm saying is each, every single fucking thing in here is something I didn't used to know about and didn't used to do. And it's made me less of a complete shit to realize that if people tell you what they want to be called, you should call them that. Like I didn't used to do that. Right. Or, or for example, to learn that, like, do your, do your chores around the house without expecting a parade. Like there's all this shit. And like, no, I'm not doing that to, to be some fucking newspaper columnist. I'm saying like, I'm the guy, my albatross has an albatross around its neck. I'm just walking around. I'm wandering around like uh, through the various analogies of 19th century literature saying like, yeah, like, I'm not saying I'm good, but like, thank Christ, I, I got to be slightly less bad at just this one thing for a little while. So, you know, you got you you don't clap out of the provisional life. You don't you don't get to like there's no vacation for the provisional life. You live the life that you've got and and this is this, to quote Christopher Walken. 
This is this. This is one. I'm not going to look this up, but I did like it. Um, this, this purports to be Bob Dylan on David Crosby. And it's, it's so good. It's got to be fake. But anyway, I'm not going to do the voice. Crosby was a colorful and unpredictable character, wore a Mandrake the Magician cape, didn't get along with too many people, and had a beautiful voice, an architect of harmony. He could freak out a whole city block all by himself. I liked him a lot. <laughs> That's him. That sounds like Dylan right at the end. <laughs> I don't know. The Mandrake cape, I'm not so sure about. But I, 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 wrote, yeah. I write about this in my unpublished, uh, my 22, 23-year unpublished book that I've been writing about my walk across Europe. And it happened to me several times on that walk where I came down some hill into some valley, and the valley was shrouded Could in Could it mist. be called How to Walk Across Europe Over 25 Years? Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah, put in your pocket. But I, and I'm looking and the sun is going down and I know that I'm going to sleep in a field that night and I don't have any, you know, and I, and I don't even have a Snickers bar and I'm just like, I just, you know, before this, before it gets completely dark, I need to find a place to unroll my sleeping bag where I'm not going to get. Terrific um, example of like all the problems of the world. Yep. Want to help with all of that. But also I need to find a place where I won't get robbed or die. And like, I will be slightly, yeah. I mean, that's not selfish to, to hope that you could find a place that particular night that would accommodate you. But as I come down the hill into the valley and I see a little village and the smoke's coming out of the, uh, the, the chimneys. And the thing is, it's summer or, or late spring. It's not even, it's not even a crispy fall night. It's, you know, I, some of it I'm hallucinating <laughs> because I'm seeing these little houses in the, in the mist and I'm picturing the people there all sitting around the fire and they're all, you know, and they're eating a hearty stew and they love each other and they are, and they couldn't be anywhere else. That's the only place they could be. And they want for nothing because it's not that it's not just that they have all the material needs, but that they, I'm alone. I'm mm -hmm. sleeping under their bush and they're in there loving one another. And as I would do that, I would, I would hallucinate my own friends hmm. back in Seattle and picture them all sitting around in a ski lodge, uh, drinking cocoa and laughing and loving each other. Wow. And, and I'm out here under this bush and now the sun's going down and I'm, and I'm shivering and I'm trying to, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying not to imagine Snickers bars, but what I'm doing is conjuring up this world that I knew and know never existed. My friends are not in a ski lodge. Yeah. They are embroiled in the same petty disputes that they <laughs> were when I left. They are uh, sleeping with each other's girlfriends, and they are super Abs mad at each other. <laughs> Here's an update for you. Absence makes the heart grow delusional. Delusional, because I was right? like that with girlfriends. Like if I wasn't, if I had, I was in a long distance relationship with somebody. I was well. My, the words I would use today that I was infatuated with, which is worse than love in some ways. Yeah. Very infatuated with. Like I would conjure up the craziest fucking visions. Now and like nowadays, if my family's gone for a night, I feel like I'm living on like a New Yorker cartoon desert island. And then the second they come back, it's like okay, back to normal. Everything's good. Here we are. Yeah. Back to normal. Uh, yeah. Can you can you not leave your dirty dishes in the sink? But your mind, uh, your mind, your your mind, your your soul will will create these stories. Like really exaggerate. I mean, I'm trying to avoid a phrase that I've used way too much in the last week: fake nostalgia. 
like ginned up nostalgia where you like come up with these kinds of nostalgia where if you said anything to anybody, like you hopped on a, a mobile and called them right then, they go like, what are you talking about, John? We never yeah. had marshmallows and hung out and talked about our feelings. What are you talking about? You, you, you passed out and punched a curb. I forget what, in what order. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. And, yeah. and, and, and in those moments, it was so clear that I was hallucinating, but the hallucin and it was an emotional hallucination. It was not, I've, although, and I don't see in pictures or I don't think in pictures, but I did hmm. think in pictures in those moments and it was entirely an invention and it, it was an invention where wow. all the pieces were real. It was, it was just that I was putting them together in an order, in a picture that didn't exist and never would exist. And I was like, you're saying like falsely nostalgic for a thing that had never existed and never would mm -hmm. that was made out of components that I knew were, were true. And, and I feel like part of my provisional life is that I am doing that even now, knowing that David Crosby was right back in 1972 when he said time was, uh, time begets time. I'm sitting here, at 54 years old, not having learned anything. Hmm. Well, not having learned or not having, I mean, not to correct you, but like, kind of like a phrase I learned from a pal Max, um, maybe you, you haven't operationalized something that you do know, like you haven't turned something you quote unquote know into like the, the tent pole of your behavior and decision making that it maybe wanted to become. Kind of. This this is the question of I'm here and I don't want to be here and all I can do is trace my decisions back mm -hmm. and at no point did I make a decision to be here. At every point along the way, I made decisions that felt like they were taking me somewhere else and every one of them, I was like, "Good job, man! <laughs> you based you know you made that decision based on what you knew and you've learned every step along the way. You learned something and now you're making this decision and it just it's just like and I'm right back here, and there's Jugdesh, and there's Muhammad, and same couch, different year. <laughs> same couch, different year, man. <laughs> you know, John, you make me want to shout. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit louder now, a little bit louder now. A little bit softer, a little bit softer now. Now, wait a minute. <laughs>